Welcome to the Big Ten Review Podcast. I'm Josh with my co-host, Mario. Cheers, bud. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. How about yourself? Good. Can't complain. You know why? Why? Football season. Football season. It's football season, man. It's close. Best time of the year. Yes, it is. So who are we talking about today? Our little journey has brought us to Purdue and uh, and your doppelganger, Aiden O'Connell. The Boilermakers, yes. man. I'm excited yes. to talk about the Boilermakers. They had a good year last year, 9-4, and four, highest win total since 2003, a fantastic offense. Ranked second in the Big Ten, only behind Ohio State at 355 yards per game. Explosive offense. Um, they beat Tennessee in the uh, Music City Bowl, which was my second favorite bowl game of the year behind the Rose Bowl in Ohio State. That was a wild game. Oh, that was a wild that was game. A wild Fireworks. Game. It was high scoring. It was back and forth. It was fun to watch. It and was a good game. You know, you mentioned a few things, but I didn't even hear you mention. How about those wins against Iowa and Michigan State knocking off two top five teams? Yes. Yeah, so I a lot of people were saying this. I heard you say it before anyone else. Uh, people were calling them the spoiler the makers. The spoiler makers. Yeah. You know, I had to hesitate before i said boilermakers earlier i had to make sure that i said it the right way because they're the spoiler makers don't play this team when you're a top five team that's reality if i'm usc and ucla right now and i'm entering the big 10 don't be ranked top five when you play a purdue that's just the only rule yeah that's yeah they got a one thing they got to keep in mind they do i mean not that i think ucla is going to be concerned with it or teams like you, I know you are a big fan of Rutgers, but I don't know that they're going to have to worry about playing. There it is again, man. Every week, I don't know what your beef is with Rutgers, but every single podcast, you just got to slip one in there. A little shot at Rutgers. Just a little shot at Rutgers. And that, again, no disrespect, great recruiting grounds. I can't wait to do the Rutgers podcast because I'm just going to step away. I'm going to let you do the whole thing by yourself. I'll, I'm going to talk a lot of great things about Rutgers and Greg Schiano and sure what they're are. doing there. I'm sure you are. So talk me through the, the 2021 season well, for them. Number two, Iowa. Number five, Michigan State. The spoiler makers beat both of them, which was fantastic. Um, going through their schedule, though, so they beat uh, Oregon State. They beat Connecticut. They lost to Notre Dame. Uh, and actually not a bad game against Notre Dame. It was. It's it was, kind of back and forth here, back and forth, back and forth, because they lose to Notre Dame. They beat Illinois. They lose to Minnesota. They beat Iowa at number two. They lose to Wisconsin. They beat Nebraska and beat Michigan State, then lose to Ohio State. Then uh, round out the year with wins against Northwestern, Indiana, and uh, like we mentioned, Tennessee in that Music City Bowl, forty-eight to forty-five, which was a very fun game. If you have, if you guys didn't watch the game, just go on YouTube and watch highlights of that game. I would highly recommend that, as well as highlights of the Rose Bowl. If you missed both those bowl games, because both of those games were. It they was were awesome. awesome. Yeah, that, that that was a lot of fun. I had so those much were the fun two best both games. Of those, both of those ball games. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. And Tennessee, I mean, they're going to be a fun team to watch this year as well. So I think you, you look at Tennessee; they're going to take steps forward. Would be in my opinion. But so are the spoiler makers. When you look at this offense, there's going to be some fireworks. Would you agree? I would agree. Yeah. I mean, Aiden O'Connell back at quarterback. He brings that experience and stability to the most important position in all of team sports. Um, yeah gonna be huge yeah well i tell you what why don't we take a short break and then we'll come back we'll talk about some of the players leaving as well some of the the players coming back and we're back to talk about some key player departures as well some key returning players Mario, walk me through some of these players leaving that you think are that were impact players. I mean, they had two huge impact players leave that we just got done talking about. 
um, off the air before we started. George Karloftis George went in the first round of the Chiefs. He was actually the first Purdue player selected in the first round since 2011. Is that accurate? Since yeah, 2011? I mean, you cannot underestimate the impact he brought to that defense. I mean, he put so much pressure on the quarterback. Every every time I'm watching Purdue, every time they're on TV, it's like, where's Karloftis at? I mean, he was fantastic last season. But equally uh, as important to that team is David Bell, uh, third-round selection of the Cleveland Browns, one of the best wideouts in Purdue history. Um, he did slide in the draft a little bit due to a poor showing at the Combine, but uh, he was fantastic at, at his time at Purdue. He was the uh, Big Ten Receiver of the Year in 2021. Uh, it's going to be tough for them to replace uh, both those guys on the on defensive side and on the offensive side. You forgot about the biggest impact player. Xander Horvath. That's a, he went Chargers. to the Chargers. Your boy, the Chargers, man. He's going to be protecting your boy. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Uh, he's going to have a ring on his finger in a year once the Chargers win the Super Bowl, once Justin Herbert carries them to the, to the Lombardi Trophy at the end of uh, or in, what January of 2023. He'll be wearing a ring on his finger. You think so? Is he getting engaged? Because there's no way they're winning the Super Bowl, right? They have a stacked team, but I'm not even going to get into the Chargers. You just, just always got to bring up. It's either with you, it's either Rutgers or Justin Herbert or Eli Manning. You get me on these little tangents. It's but, not good. You know, regardless, that, that was a big loss for them. Uh, and so we also have to keep an eye on – they lost some more players too that went undrafted, and I don't want to uh, disrespect those players. Jackson Anthrop, Tyler Witt, uh, Jalen Alexander, DeMarcus, DeMarcus Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, s- some really great players well, that – Mitchell and Karloftis, both off that defensive line. Oof. Yeah, they're going to have to find a way to uh, kind of reinvigorate that pass rush and get pressure on the quarterbacks. So losing both those guys is going to hurt them. They, it is. But you know what? This offense – his offense has still got firepower. And you talked about Aiden O'Connell, who I think is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I, uh, I'll i tell it to anybody who listen. You look just like him. It is very strange to me. I can't tell the difference. It feels like I'm sitting across from Aiden O'Connell right now. Uh, <laughs> second team. He's a handsome to- guy. How are you going to say He's a handsome guy. No disrespect. I'm not going to say whether or not. I just, you just look just like him. I don't know. He must be. I don't know what he looks like, but based on what I'm hearing, he's a handsome guy. Look in the mirror. So... <laughs> Uh, second team All Big Ten quarterback in 2021, third season as a starter. Um, man, he is fantastic. He really is. Yeah, fantastic. he's a great player. A lot of people have been arguing over the summer. I wouldn't even say arguing. I've just seen a discussion over the summer uh, ranking the top quarterbacks in the Big Ten, even in the country, and people have him uh, unanimously at the top of those lists. I mean, if you're just talking about Big Ten, um, maybe second in the Big Ten in quarterbacks behind only C.J. Stroud. I would agree. I know earlier you mentioned that we had like top three quarterbacks and you couldn't differentiate. C.J. Stroud, you had Aiden O'Connell, and Noah Vidral out of Rutgers, you had mentioned. There it is. There it is. I just think Aiden O'Connell is a game changer, right? I mean, when you look at this offense, they're stacked at tight end. They're bringing back three players that are are stud tight ends. Um, you bring back your leading rusher as well as uh, Samson James. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Oh, yeah, I know a lot about Samson James. Do you? Yeah. Where do you go to high school? Don't answer that. I'm just kidding. I mean, he, he committed to Ohio State. He was a previous commit. I mean, just to even get an offer to a team like Ohio State, especially that offense, you are you got to be a great player. Um, got a veteran offensive line. Uh, I, this team is going to be... Uh, this team is going to be great. I think this offense is going to be, you know, you, we mentioned in the past uh, about some of the best offenses. With something we've debated offline. What are the best offenses in the Big Ten? This is one of them. This is one of the best by far. 
Yeah. So uh, Avon, you didn't let me answer, but he went to Avon High School. Samson James did. So it's not like I Googled did you, it. Just I was going to say, did you but, just Google that? I mean, we also talked about David Bell, right? They got to replace David Bell. Well, they got a transfer coming in from Iowa, uh, Tyrone Tracy. Good point. Uh, they also have their leading rusher back from last year, King Daru. Um, fantastic name. King, yeah, that's if, a cool King name. if you're listening, we both like your name. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that offense uh, is going to be absolutely fantastic. I got them on my big board, on my personal big board, I got them third in the big – third or fourth. I have them f- – I have them fourth in the Big Ten. As far as, <laughs> I forgot it, we're Michigan. Uh, Ohio State, Maryland, Michigan, then Purdue. But, I mean, that's still... I've seen some stacked offenses in the yeah. Big Ten. Yes. This is not very Big Ten-like. Usually we're like, all right, this defense is the best, this defense is second. Um, no, we're looking at really good offenses. Mm-hmm. A lot of firepower. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Mar, why don't we take a break? We'll come back and talk about the 2022 season. Back to talk about the 2022 season for the Purdue Spoiler Makers. Mario, what are you thinking? Honestly, I'm not thinking about anything right now because I'm out of my beverage over here. So you, you need some more? Yeah, you there want you me? go. Okay, awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Um, September 1st, they open their season against Penn State, followed up by games against Indiana State, Syracuse, Florida Atlantic. And then they get to the meat of that Big Ten schedule with games against Minnesota, Maryland, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa. Illinois, Northwestern, and then they close out their season against Indiana. One thing that stands out to me uh, as I'm looking at this is no Michigan, no Ohio State, and no Michigan State. How'd that happen? How does that happen to not have any of the, They don't have Rutgers either on here. And we've been talking about Rutgers a lot, right? So I'm shocked. I, when you look at the schedules that are happening in the Big Ten, how in the world did Purdue avoid those? I don't know. It's very favorable if you're a Boilermaker. Very favorable schedule. Yeah, no kidding. So I, I'm intrigued to see what the year looks like. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm calling it now before we even get any further. Call it. This team's competing for the Big Ten West. Okay. So they're, they're competing against Iowa. They're competing against Wisconsin. I, they're competing against a lot of teams in the Big Ten West. Okay. I would but not, I would not I think, disagree with that at all. I think they're competing to win it here. I really do think it's a possibility. Um I think the schedule helps them on that, especially early on playing Penn State. You get Penn State early where both teams are a little jittery, a little shaky. Now, defenses tend to show up a little bit earlier on. However, this is a, a tenured offense with Aiden O'Connell under the helm. They can put up some points, and you went, you, you get a little more experience go uh, into Minnesota and Maryland, which, by the way, circle that game. We've talked about it. That's a must-watch TV Maryland Purdue. Yeah, I think we mentioned it in the Maryland podcast. If you uh, partake in uh, gambling activities, uh, bet the over in that game. No, we do not condone gambling. You're going to have to say it at the end now because you added that in there. We do not condone gambling at the BTR Show Pod. But if you have the means to gamble and you enjoy <laughs> it, take the over in that game because that's going to be a high-scoring game. That's, there's going to be a lot of fireworks there. That's going to be a fun one. Nebraska, um, Wisconsin. You know, the thing is I look at these teams, and these are all improved teams. Um so I'm I'm intrigued. You know what? I look at this and I say nine to ten wins. Nine to ten wins. I'm nine, gonna well nine or ten. I'm Wait. gonna say nine right now. Nine wins. I okay. think ten is quite the commitment. Okay. Yeah, it is. You know, but I'm gonna go with nine. What about you? What do you What do you think? Uh, so initially, uh, before we did the podcast today, I wrote down seven and five. Uh, looking through this though, and with the realization that there's no Wolverines, no Buckeyes, no Spartans, 
and no Scarlet Knights. Uh, I think eight and four is a realistic prediction for this team. I mean, Aiden O'Connell's back in his third year starting behind center. I'm expecting big things out of the offense, like we've already talked about. Um, the last four of the last four years, their offense is ranked. Their passing offense is ranked either first or second in the Big Ten. I think that's going to hold true again this year. I think they're going to be top five again. Uh, they have a uh, veteran offensive line coming back this year. Um, they obviously need to make up for the loss of Bell on the outside, but I think Aiden O'Connell is more than capable of doing that with whatever weapons he has out there. Um, I have a lot of faith in O'Connell. Um, and like you said, I think they have a, a realistic chance to compete for that Big Ten West division. And there's a good chance that they could be playing in the in the Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis. They could be against you know, the Buckeyes. Against the Buckeyes, yeah. I mean, look, no disrespect to any other team in the East, but we know how good the Buckeyes look. However, um, this is going to be an interesting team to watch this year. This is going to be uh, a lot of offensive firepower. It's crazy when you look at the Big Ten and we're, we're looking at offensive firepower, not defensive firepower. Uh, but this is the team you want to watch. This is This looks like one of the most uh, intriguing teams of the year. It's almost like um, as you as you say that because you are used to seeing that power run, mm-hmm. those strong defenses, those uh, mammoth offensive lines out of Big Ten teams. But um, the more these air attacks have evolved in the Big Ten, it's not quite like a, a Pac-12 or like a Big 12. It's almost like a um, a hybrid mm-hmm. of like an SEC and a Pac-12 team meshed together with these teams that are still. Um, relatively strong on defense and with these passing attacks that are just so impressive that we're not used to seeing in the Big Ten. I wonder if the influence is because you've been watching Ohio State just take it to you for years, for a decade plus. And I wonder if that's the influence. And then you look last year and, and what beat Ohio State was it wasn't anything right. but pounding the rock and, and beating the line of scrimmage. And you wonder if some of these teams are looking going, shoot, we had the, we had the, the uh, formula the entire time. But, you know, you're right. I love you. We talk about hybrid. I mean, look at Michigan State. Look at Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Maryland, uh, Purdue. Like, these teams are high firepower offenses, mm-hmm. which we haven't really seen the likes of in the Big Ten. I don't know if it's just uh, evolution across all of college football, though, because look at Alabama. Like, look what they're doing with Bryce Young all of a sudden. That's right? true. Look at LSU with um, – why am I blanking on his name? The kid they had two years ago that won the Heisman. Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. I would, how do I forget Joe Burrow's name? I was like, who's the quarterback now? I don't think I know. And I'm like, <laughs> but with Joe Burrow throwing, what, 10,000 touchdowns true. in a year? I don't know. Well, you know, it's we're also an, going that way in, in college football. It's more like mm-hmm. a professional game. And so you, you wonder at the same time, it's, it's also a selling point to a lot of these kids. If you, you know, you come to our school, we're going to let you air it out with these weapons around you and, and you're going to get more NIL, you're going to get more money, more sponsors. I, you wonder, I don't know. I can't help but to think that this evolution almost started uh, three years ago with Justin Herbert at Oregon. Oh boy. Oh boy. No, Justin Herbert was not the player you think he is. It's debatable. So um, (laughs) thank you, everyone, for the support. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. And look for us on Twitter at the BTR Show Pod. Be well, everyone. And we'll see you guys next time.